What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Nothing Talk. Today, we are going to deep dive into building a training program for females. Now, I'm literally just going to take you down the step-by-step process of everything that I take into consideration when building a program for a female. And this can go for guys too, but I'm going to tailor this episode to females and my thought process behind programming for a female and the difference when programming between the two genders. So we're really just going to dial in on females here and talk about the main key points that I take into consideration when putting together a training program, um, following evidence-based strategies as well as practical strategies and just what I've seen in the field to work best with different females that are looking to build a little bit of lean muscle, build a little bit of strength, lose some fat to create more definition or to create the quote-unquote tone look to your body in your training. And I've done a lot of episodes um, talking about toning and the different things to pay attention to and the things not to when toning all that it really is, is building some muscle and losing some fat. So there's a lot of misconception around that. There's a lot of misconception around how you should train to do that. People get mixed up and think you should do a bunch of cardio, which is a little bit of strength training, or you should only do really light weights for um, really high reps with really light weights and things like that to where you're actually just spinning your wheels and not getting to where you want to get. So we're going to go over the seven key components. I'm going to try to keep it brief, um, educational to help you. So if you want to go create your own training program, you absolutely can. You're just going to want to make sure that you're putting all seven of these variables into consideration to build the most effective program for you so that you can go out and create the result that you're looking for to not waste time in the gym, to maximize your efforts to get the result that you want. And it's it becomes super empowering when you start putting in evidence-based strategies and things that are proven to work. It becomes freeing and it becomes a lot more motivating to train knowing what you are doing is producing a result rather than just going into the gym and being confused or hoping what you're doing is producing a result. That's when we can end up quitting or we can end up getting frustrated because we're not making as much progress as we want to. But if you can go into the gym and know exactly the effort that you're putting in is going to produce the result that you want, it's very freeing and it makes just the whole process so much more enjoyable because you know what you're doing is going to pay off in the long run. And that's something I struggled with for a long time. That's something that I try to empower my clients with to make sure that they understand just following the blueprint to a well-organized training program is the key to your long-term success because it's going to help with motivation. You're going to see the results each and every week to keep you going, to keep you consistent, ultimately get you to where you're trying to go. So that's exactly what we're going to get in today, how to build a training program tailored towards a female physique. Point number one that I like to pay attention to when crafting a program that's going to be for a female who's going into the gym is paying attention to exercise selection. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say a million times, the seven variations for all the compound movements that you should be performing inside of your program each and every week, which are a squat, a hip hinge, a single leg squat, vertical press, horizontal press, vertical row, and a horizontal row. All of those movements are going to hit every muscle group inside of your body. So, But they're also going to hit more than one muscle group 
per movement, meaning they're multi-joint movements, so you're getting more bang for your buck. Instead of just doing a bicep curl, that's only gonna activate your bicep. Doing something like a row is going to activate your bicep, but as well as your back, so you're just getting more bang for your buck just to be more efficient inside of the gym. So first and foremost, I like to pay attention to exercise selection. Now, for a female, I'm not going to program a whole lot of horizontal pressing. That doesn't mean that I won't program any horizontal pressing, but horizontal pressing would be something that I have less of and I would have more vertical pressing than horizontal pressing because females generally like to have a bigger emphasis on their shoulders than they do their chest. But for males, males like to have a bigger emphasis on their chest, at least a lot of them do. So we would have more horizontal pressing in a male's program compared to a female's program. There would be more of an emphasis on vertical pressing and vertical isolation, or not vertical isolation, shoulder isolation type movements instead of a whole lot of horizontal pressing. That doesn't mean there wouldn't be any, but there would be minimal compared to a guy's program would have a little bit more. So that's first and foremost is you usually see a little bit more vertical pressing rather than horizontal pressing inside of a female's program, as well as there's sometimes more hip hinge. Now, it depends on the female and what they're looking for, but a hip hinge is going to activate the glutes a lot more. And for a lot of females, they are accentuating glutes. This isn't every female, but a lot of females like to put an emphasis on lower body. So there's a little bit more when it comes to hip hinge type variations, even squat, single leg squat variations, a little more when it comes to single leg squat variations too, because you can get a deeper stretch sometimes to be able to activate the glutes a little bit better in that sense as well. So generally there's a little bit less horizontal pressing. There's a little bit more hip hinge inside of the program just because we're going to take a little bit of emphasis off of the chest obviously put it onto the shoulders onto the back and then on through your rows and then onto the legs through some single leg squat variations as well as hip hinge variations to accentuate the glutes and the legs a little bit further and then we're still going to have some squat variations where we're doing double leg squats at the same time um, maybe just not as much depending on the goal if the goal isn't to build up the quads very high but we're looking more to accentuate the glutes the hamstrings um, that sort of thing we're going to do more single leg as well as more hip hinge type variations just to accentuate the female physique a little bit more in the areas that they are trying to build compared to a men's physique now that doesn't mean that you should just not have any vertical pressing or horizontal pressing, excuse me, or any regular squatting, double leg squatting. You absolutely should still have that. We just don't need as much of it compared to a guy who had a goal of building up his quads and building up his chest. Wouldn't make sense to program for a female in that sense. Instead, we would, we would tailor it towards more of the feminine characteristics that the female is looking for. And every female is going to be different. This doesn't mean that every female wants to build up her glutes or doesn't want to do bench press or something like that. It's just generally tailored more towards those types of movements, the hip hinge, the vertical pressing, rather than a lot of squatting or a lot of horizontal pressing. The second thing that I like to pay attention to is volume. Now, I find a lot of times there's females that are doing way too much volume, and sometimes I see females doing not enough volume. And when it comes to volume, what am I talking about when I say volume? I'm talking about total workload. So how many sets you're doing per muscle group. Generally speaking, a female has been lifting for six, six plus months, six months to 24 months, somewhere in that spectrum. I generally like to see anywhere from 10 to 20 sets per muscle group. And then the, the muscle groups that we are trying to accentuate further, they're closer up to that 15 to 20 rep or 20 sets per week. The 
muscle groups that aren't being accentuated as much, that we're not looking to grow as much, they would be more down in like the 10 to 15 sets per week. And this is something that a lot of people miss. You don't really think about how much volume you should be doing. A lot of times we think the more volume that we do, the more we do for a specific muscle group, the more and more that's going to be able to grow. But if you are impeding on your recovery, so you're not recovered by the time your next session comes around, you're just going to run that muscle group into the ground and you're not going to actually give it a chance to recover to be able to come back 100% to perform and to progress from your last session to create progressive overload to continue improving that muscle group over time. So a lot of the times I'll see that there'll be far too much volume inside of a training program to where I'll see females doing 20 to 40 sets for their glutes and different things. And females can can handle a little bit more volume than men generally can just because the loads being used, the amount of weight being used isn't quite as much. So you can get away with a little bit more volume, but at the same time, we need to pay attention to it. You need to be paying attention to your recovery. So somewhere in that 10 to 20 sets per week, if those are good hard sets is plenty of work per muscle group to ensure that you're going to be building those muscle groups that you want to be building as long as you're using enough intensity, which takes us into point number three. Intensity is quite simple. It's just how it sounds. Intensity is the amount of effort or how hard you're training. So this is another one that I see wrong in a lot of females that I work with and something that we have to address is how hard are the sets that you're doing? If your sets aren't within at least four or five reps um, shy of failure, chances are those sets that you're doing aren't doing anything for you in terms of building your strength or building muscle. Meaning if you do a set of 20, let's say on like a cable kickback, just using the air, just literally kicking your leg back into the air, which I see a lot of females doing in the gyms from time to time. If you're doing that for 20 reps, but let's say at your 20th rep, let's say you could have done 20 more reps. Those 20 reps that you did aren't really going to do anything in terms of your glutes. Those aren't going to tone your glutes like you think you are. To tone your glutes, you have to build your glutes. They have to become, you have to push them. You have to build strength. You have to build muscle in that area, meaning you need to be doing rep ranges and doing exercises that are going to allow you to finish the set within at least four or five reps shy of failure. And inside of that, as you get a little bit more experience, we want to push that to three reps shy of failure, two reps shy of failure, one rep shy of failure, and different things along those lines as we progress a training program. But if you're just going into the gym and you're using really light weights and doing like 15 to 20 reps with everything that you're doing, but by that 15th to 20th rep, if you still had another 15 to 20 reps in you, but you stop because you think you're just trying to tone the muscle, you are basically doing nothing in terms of strength training. You're not going to build that muscle. You're not going to tone that muscle or anything like that. We need to build the muscle to tone the muscle, meaning we need to be within at least at least four or five reps shy of failure. And those are going to be harder sets. There should be a little bit of struggle by your finishing rep on a particular set. So let's say you're doing a set of 10. Your last rep, that 10th rep, you shouldn't have any more then three to five reps left in the tank or else that wasn't a hard enough set that's actually going to produce change inside of your body composition. So I like to program using reps in reserve. So for a lot of the female 
so that I program for will put reps in reserve into place to where um, on week one, there will be three reps left in reserve. So on your last rep of a particular set, I want you to make sure you're finishing, you're using a weight that has you stopping about three reps shy of failure. And then in week two, maybe we'll bump that up and go to two reps shy of failure. In week three, maybe we'll bump that up and we'll go to one rep shy of failure. That's where the, it gets really, really hard. The intensity is bumped up quite high. And then maybe we'll start over and that's the end of that training block. And then in week four, we'll reset start and we'll go back to add a little bit of weight and go back to three reps shy of failure. In week five, we'll go back to two reps shy of failure. In week six, we'll go back to one rep shy of failure. And this is continually progressing your body over time to where you're getting stronger, you're using more weight that's forcing your body to adapt to what you're doing to actually create an effect, to create an adaption that's going to change how your body looks. But if you're always going into the gym and you're just mindlessly using light weights and going for 10 to 20 reps, but you're not paying attention to how hard those sets actually are, chances are you could be wasting a lot of your efforts in the gym. And that's why your body isn't changing because you don't have enough intensity inside of your workouts to actually force adaptions and force change. So this one's very important and one that I see Females go wrong with a lot because of, again, of the misconception of thinking, I'm trying to tone the muscles, so I just need to lose, use light weight for high reps. But if you aren't, even in those high reps, if your last few reps don't have you decently close to failure or they're not hard enough, those all those reps you did aren't necessarily going to make any change inside of your body composition. So you've got to make sure your intensity is high enough that you're actually forcing adaptions. That doesn't mean you have to go to absolute failure and push as hard as you absolutely can, but you have to be pushing, you have to find that sweet spot to where you're pushing hard enough that's actually going to force an adaption. And in most studies at this point, it shows that somewhere between three to five reps shy of failure is a good starting guideline. And then from there, you can slowly start to work up the intensity a little bit to creep up into the two reps shy of failure, one rep shy of failure, and even sometimes going to absolute failure just to completely exhaust the muscle to be able to grow it. So don't think pushing yourself and using weight that's going to be challenging is going to make you big and bulky. You should know by now, hopefully, if you listen to this podcast, that getting big and bulky when it comes to being a female is a complete myth. But if you have a plan of toning or building your muscles to create that tone look, you have to be pushing your intensity hard enough to where your workouts are hard enough that they are actually effective to create adaptions in your body to build the muscle groups that you're looking to build. And if your nutrition is on point from there, you'll be able to lose the fat around those muscle groups as well to create that toned or defined look that you're looking for. All right, and then into the fourth point, which would be frequency. So you heard me talk about volume to where I like to set up muscle groups to be hit for 10 to 20 sets per week. Now, that doesn't mean we just go in and just have a glute day to where we do 10 to 20 sets for glutes in a particular workout. What we want to do is split up that frequency. So let's say you're either going to hit the 10 to 20 sets in two separate sessions. So you do five to 10 sets in one session. Then a few days later, after you've recovered, you'll do five to 10 more sets to equal a total of 10 to 20 sets for that particular muscle group for the entire week. And the reason for this is simply because you're going to be able to use more weight and use more intensity in those workouts by splitting in that volume, by splitting up your volume into two separate sessions in a single week. Let's say you were to do 20 sets in one session. Let's say you did the first 10 sets in one session uh, for your glutes, super hard. Let's say you did some hip thrust, you did some um, Bulgarian split squats, and now you're looking at moving into um, like a glute bridge or an RDL or something of that, of that nature. Well, 
if you've already done the split squats and the hip thrusts and now you're moving into an RDL, you're already going to be so fatigued that you're not going to be able to use as much weight in that RDL for your particular set. So you'd be better to do another muscle group with the hip thrusts and with the single leg squats, the Bulgarian split squat. You'd better be better off than going doing some shoulders or some back or something of that nature and coming back to finish the last five to 10 sets of, let's say, your RDLs and your kickbacks in another session a few days later when you're fully recovered because you're going to be fresher to be able to use more weight to push more intensity, keeping your total volume for the week up higher, meaning you're going to be able to make better progress. So frequency is a big one. You don't want to just have like a glute day, have an arm day, have a shoulders day, and have a back day. I'd rather see you have, like if you're gonna work out three times per week, I'd rather see you have three full body days to where you're getting a little bit of volume for every muscle group in every single session because those muscle groups are going to be fresher in each session for the volume that you're doing, which is going to up that volume and up that intensity. So you're going to see a greater effect because you're not trying to pile drive an entire muscle group in a single session, which can impede recovery, or you just simply don't get as much out of the last couple exercises because you're already so fatigued from the exercises that you did on that particular muscle group earlier in the session. So that's a huge one. I like to see splits like a three days per week split would be like a full body, full body, full body. A four day per week split would be an upper day, lower day, upper day, lower day. So you'd have four workouts per week um, where you're hitting every muscle group twice per week. The three-day split would be um, just three workouts per week where you're hitting full body in every single workout. So you're you're basically cutting that volume into thirds for each of your muscle groups um, instead of just trying to do it in one session, which like I said, is going to help you be more fresh, help you be more recovered to be able to get stronger, faster, push more weight, which is ultimately going to lead to you making better progress a lot faster because volume's higher, intensity's higher, um, and with frequency being higher, you're just going to have a better opportunity to build those muscle groups and create adaptions faster doing it that way rather than just trying to have one day where you're just blasting a muscle group. And that's another thing to, to think about is if you're splitting up your, your frequency, you're splitting up your volume over multiple sessions per week, that means you're doing less volume per session, which is going to lead to not being as sore. And a lot of us want to think of our workouts, we want to get as sore as possible. Now, being sore is a good indicator that you've damaged the muscle, which means that which is good. It, that's not a bad thing. It, damaging the muscle is a great thing, but damaging the muscle doesn't necessarily mean that you're building that muscle or improving that muscle. All that means is that you're damaging the muscle. If you're not giving enough time to recover, you're not going to produce as great of a result. So if you did 20 sets for your glutes in one workout and you were super, super sore at the end of it, but if you took 10 sets in one workout and then waited a few days to do the other 10 sets to equal the same 20 sets throughout the week and you weren't as sore between the two workouts where you did just the 10 sets each, you're still going to create a better adaption and better result even though you weren't as sore because volume is up, intensity is up. You're getting more quality out of your training rather than just trying to damage that muscle group. So hopefully that makes sense. Don't judge the effectiveness of your workouts just off of how sore you are. Judge the effectiveness of your workouts off of your preg- your progression, your volume, and your intensity, and the exercises that you're choosing to do, and you're going to get a whole lot further than just thinking that the only way to be successful in each of your workouts is thinking that you have to be super sore after every single workout. That's a huge myth that you don't want to 
start believing in and thinking you have to absolutely kill yourself every single workout. We're just looking for progression, which leads into number five, which is putting in progression systems into each and every week. When I say progression systems, I simply mean just getting better at what we're doing over time. And there's different ways to get better at what you're doing. There's different ways to create progressive overload. You can do more weight. You can do more reps with the same amount of weight that you did the week before. You can do more sets. You can get better at the form that you were doing. And there's a million different ways. Those are the main four. More weight or more reps or more sets or get, getting better at your form. Those are the four types of progression that I mainly like to use inside of training programs. So let's say in week one, you start with a hip thrust. Let's say you do 185 pounds for six reps. Now in week two, we need to create some sort of progressive overload. If you're comfortable with the form, if you're confident in the movement, now we need to just create progressive overload. If we keep doing that 185 pounds for six reps each and every week, your body's not going to continue adapting because there's nothing to continue adapting to. If it's adapted to that 185 pounds for six reps, well, now we need to create progression. So in week two, now we would go 185 pounds maybe for seven reps. In week three, we'd go 185 pounds for eight reps. Then in week four, maybe we'd go up to 190 pounds and come back down to six reps. And then in week five, we would stay at 190 pounds and go for seven reps. In week six, we'd do 190 pounds for eight reps. So we're continuing to make progress in terms of adding weight over time, as well as we're adding um, reps over time as well, which that's how your body continually adapts. That's how you build muscle. That's how you get stronger. And that's how you benefit from strength training is putting in systems of progressive overload. So tracking your lifts, paying attention to how strong you are now and looking at adding a little bit over time. Maybe you started with three sets of an exercise and let's say instead of adding weight or adding reps, you could just simply add sets. So let's say week one, you were doing tricep extensions. You did three sets of 12. In week two, you could do four sets of 12. In week three, you could do five sets of 12s. You're adding volume over time, which is a forcing your body to adapt to those higher volume levels, which is going to create more muscle on your body, which is going to help you build more definition and ultimately look the way that, you're look, that you want to look. So again, instead of going into the gym and thinking you just need to use really light weight, and a bunch of reps to tone the muscle that you're looking to tone, essentially. Essentially build is what I'm referring to. It's not going to work because there's no progression systems in place. You're not using enough intensity. Chances are you're not using the right amount of volume and you're probably not using enough frequency to benefit your volume and your intensity as well. So progression systems are huge. There's a bunch of different types of progression systems that you can use. I typically like to start with beginners just on a linear progression to where we'll, we'll say we're going to do five reps with let's say 135 pounds on a back squat and then each week for a six to eight week period we're just going to add five pounds every single week so let's say we do 135 pounds for five reps in week two we'll do 140 pounds for five reps week three 145 pounds for five reps week four 150 pounds for five reps and so forth until we get to a point to where the intensity is too much and it's too hard for us to do then we'll look at going into other progression schemes to where we're maybe adding a rep each week instead of adding weight until we get to the top of a rep range and then we'll add some weight and drop back down to the bottom of the rep range and work that back up so there's a lot of different ways to create progression you just have to make sure you're choosing a couple different ways and using those to your benefit to progress each and every week to actually 
force your body to adapt over time. Because again, if you just go in and train and do the same thing over and over, that's the exact same definition as insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You have to continually do something different or progress at what you're doing to continue creating a result. So thinking you can just go in and do the exact same thing with with body weight or a whole bunch of reps with really light weight and just do that same thing over and over again, you're not actually toning the muscle or progressing in terms of you want to. You're ultimately just not wasting your time because exercise is never a waste of time in my opinion, but you're not progressing. And when it comes to training, we want to be progressing. We want to be continually improving. We want to lose more fat. We want to look better. We want to feel better. We want to be stronger. And so having a progression system in place is going to help motivate you and it's going to help you know that as you're progressing, like I mentioned at the first of the podcast, as you're progressing in your workouts, well, that means your body is progressing too. So you know you're creating the result that you want to and you're not hoping that you are. You have a plan in place that as long as you follow along to it, as long as you're hitting your numbers and, and making the progress that the program has laid out for you, you're getting exactly where you want to be. You're not wasting any time and you're maximizing the time that you're spending doing what you're doing to get the result that you want. So it becomes extremely important to make sure your time is being used as effective as possible. And... Point number six, this is where we're going to talk a little bit about cardio. Now, I've talked a lot about strength training. We've gone through your exercise selection. We've talked a lot about volume, your intensity, your frequency, your progression systems. But what about cardio? I'll be 100% honest with you here. Cardio isn't something that you have to have. I have a lot of clients that I work with inside of training programs to where we don't prescribe any cardio. And you can still lose fat, you can still build muscle, you can still create the tone look without doing any cardio whatsoever. Some people just like to set a step goal and make sure they hit a step goal every single day. That's something you can absolutely do. But I do like to see a little bit of cardio um, programmed just for the fact that Doing cardio is healthy for you. Cardio is not necessarily going to create a result. It's going to help you burn calories. And if you're on track with your nutrition, inside of your nutrition, staying in a calorie deficit and on point there, then it can help you be able to eat more food or lose weight a little bit faster, but not because you're doing the cardio, but because you're staying on track with your nutrition and you're just supplementing with some cardio to be able to eat more calories or create a bigger deficit over time to lose weight a little bit faster. So there's that. It can be supplemented to create better results, but it's not the key to better results. You have to make sure you're in a calorie deficit if the goal is fat loss. But what cardio does do is it's definitely healthy for you in terms of for your cardiovascular system, for your health, for a lot of people mentally. Doing some sort of cardio programmed into your training can really be beneficial and some people just enjoy doing it. It's a good way for them to just as a stress reliever. People like to run, people like to do hard hit workouts and things like that. So it's very dependent on the individual what kind and how much cardio you put in. Generally, for most females that I work with, I will program anywhere from one to two cardio sessions per week for every three strength sessions per week. I really like to keep it to that three to one ratio, but a lot of the times I will change it to that three to two ratio. And so if we're doing three strength sessions per week, if there were two cardio sessions, Generally, if somebody likes to do some hit work, we would have one of those cardio sessions be a hit session, high intensity interval training to where we're doing high intensity work as in like sprints 
or like with a sled or on an assault bike or like a metabolic circuit, something along those lines for one of the sessions. And then the other session would be a list to where maybe it's like 20 to 30 minutes of just walking or something in that sense so that we're using both energy systems. We're using that high interval energy system, the anaerobic energy system in our hit work and we're using the aerobic energy system inside of our list work and that anaerobic system i'll just keep this as simple as possible your anaerobic system that high intensity interval training that's the same energy system that you're using in your training so if you can improve that through hit cardio you can actually improve your strength training sessions because you're improving that energy system which is going to help you be able to lift more weight use more volume um, have more intensity over time in your training and you'll be able to improve a little bit better because of the positive effects that the hit training can actually have the list it's just good for your heart it's good for your steps it's good to burn more calories to be able to eat more food or to create a bigger deficit inside of your nutrition and whatnot. So I like to sprinkle both in. If I had to just choose one cardio session per week, it's very individualized to the person which kind of cardio session that I would choose. But if I was to do two cardio sessions per week for an individual client that I'm programming for, I would like to see one list session and one hit session in there. That's going to be best for um, recovery as well as burn some extra calories. You're going to get the benefits of working that anaerobic system inside of your hit session, which is going to translate over into your actual training sessions to get better at that too. So that would be my take on cardio. Do you have to have it? No. Are there benefits to it? Absolutely. You just want to make sure that you're putting the your foundation inside of your strength training and you're sprinkling cardio on top of that where a lot of females put cardio as their foundation and they sprinkle strength training on top of that that doesn't work and it doesn't create the body composition that you're ultimately looking for if you're looking to have definition if you're looking to have that tone look if you are looking to lose fat and create the defined body that you most likely want, you've got to make sure that strength is at the foundation of what you're doing and you're sprinkling cardio on top of that and using it for what it's intended for, which is heart health, cardiovascular health, and working those energy systems that can help you actually get better inside of your strength training as well. All right, and the last point that I'm just going to briefly touch on here is point number seven, but it encompasses all one through six points, and it is the periodization factor, meaning that with your exercise selection, your volume, your intensity, your frequency, your progression systems, and your cardio, these are all going to be periodized over time. So how I like to program it is generally in four-week blocks, meaning we'll select a certain amount of exercises, certain exercises, certain volume um, over a four-week block, and then we'll change them every four weeks. So we're periodizing the exercise selection and we're periodizing the volume to have more emphasis on particular muscle groups over four week phases. And then inside of your intensity, that is periodized more every week because we would start week one at let's say like three reps in reserve in a particular exercise. Week two would be two reps in reserve. Week three would be one rep left in reserve, meaning you are periodizing that intensity. The intensity is getting harder over time, meaning that it's being periodized. So you're not always just going pedal to the metal and it's not the exact same intensity every week. But then with your frequency, frequency would be periodized more like every 12 weeks, basically. So you'd follow a similar split. Let's say you're going to do a 
full body by three days per week, you would follow that split for at least an eight to 12 week period. And then you would mix up your frequency. Then maybe you could go to like an upper lower split or something like that. You don't have to do it every 12 weeks. You could just stay with a full body over time. But generally speaking, I'd like to see your frequency stay the same for at least a four to, or at least an eight to 12 week period. And then you could change things up inside of your progression systems. These are going to be the exact same way. A lot of your progression systems to stay pretty similar for an eight to 12 week period. Then as time goes and you go into new training programs, you can then look at switching up your progression systems as you become more advanced and more experienced inside of your training. And that's how you would periodize that more like in every eight to 12 week time frame is when you would start switching things up in terms of your progression systems. And then when it comes to your cardio, I actually like to periodize your cardio every four weeks or so, meaning we'll work a particular type of hit work for a four week period and progress it. Maybe we're doing five all out sprints for 10 seconds with 30 second rests in weeks one through four, then weeks five through eight, we're doing something completely different. Maybe we're doing sled pushes for 50 yards with two minute rests in between. So we're periodizing the cardio just to work our energy systems in different ways. Another thing when it comes to cardio is your body is highly adaptive to cardio. Meaning if you're running for 30 minutes on a treadmill, let's say at a speed of like six miles per hour, the longer that you run that 30 minutes at six miles per hour, the more adaptive your body gets to it, the more efficient your body gets at running that six miles per hour for 30 minutes, meaning you'll burn less calories over time. So switching up the form of cardio that you're doing, maybe you're cycling for a four-week block for a certain amount of time in weeks five through eight. Maybe you are running, like I said, walking or jogging. And then in weeks nine through 12, maybe you're on an elliptical or something, you're just, or on a rower, you're just switching up the modality of the cardio that you're doing to keep your body guessing over time. Because again, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over, your body's going to get better and better at it, which is going to cause you to burn less calories over time, which is going to slow down results over time. So in terms of cardio, we do want to be switching things up a little bit more often to keep the body guessing, to keep us in a position to progress and make our body, make it harder for our bodies to burn more calories more efficiently because it remains hard when we're always switching it up and our body can't get used to it. And that pretty much wraps up the main blocks to building a female training program. Now, some of you guys know today is the day that I am dropping FFD, which is fit, functional, and defined. It is a 12-week female strength program that encompasses everything that I just went over here today. So it's a three day per week, full body training program that's tailored to a beginner to intermediate female, meaning that you need to have a little bit of experience under your belt, maybe like a, at least three months of training experience. You need to have access to a gym as well, or else just because the exercises that are involved require access to a full gym. If you have access to cables, to bands, and to a barbell, some dumbbells, you have everything that you need to be able to follow along to the program. So again, it's a three-day-per-week program, um, full body, all three days per week. So you're getting your frequency in three times per week. It's tailored towards the volume of somebody that's been training from a three-month period to about a 24-month period. So if you're within your first, if you've been training for at least three months and you aren't past your first couple of years, this training program is tailored for 
you. It's tailored towards building your glutes, building your legs, building your shoulders, building your back to create that toned and defined look that you're wanting. It has the progression schemes built in. It has the intensity schemes built in. It has the volume schemes built in. It has the periodized cardio over time for you built in. Every single exercise inside of the program is linked to a video so it shows you how to exactly do the form. It breaks down exactly how much weight to start out using, how to understand how much weight that you should be using, how to test your weights over time to make sure you're using the right amount of weight to actually create progress in terms of your body composition and everything like that. So it's basically like having a personal trainer inside of your pocket for a 12-week period. It's a ebook. It starts out as an ebook, so you'll download it. There's a full ebook that walks you through the entire course. It talk, it walks you through warming up. It walks you through how much weight to use. It walks you through your progression systems and everything along those lines. So it's broken up into four-week blocks. So every fourth week, the program changes. So you have blocks Block one, that is weeks one through four. Block two, that is weeks five through eight. And block three, that is weeks nine through 12. So it's essentially three mini programs over a 12-week span. You'll follow the same three workouts for the first four weeks. Then there's a different three workouts for the second four weeks. And then there's a different three workouts for the last four weeks. In it as well are different cardio schemes. So there's two cardio sessions every single week too. So you could essentially work out five days per week or you could work out three days per week still if you did the two cardio sessions after two of the strength sessions. So that could be split up however you want. It's three to five days per week depending on what works best in your situation. The program is each workout will take you around 45 to 60 minutes complete. It's based around the big compound movements that we've talked about that it's tailored towards the, the female body. It's something that I think you will really be able to benefit from. It's putting the program, the plan in place to get you from A to B without any guesswork. So if that's something that you're looking for to just basically have a personal trainer in your pocket, walking you through exactly what to do in the gym each and every day so that you're not left confused, you're not left frustrated, you're not left unmotivated, you just have the plan in front of you and it's just up to you to execute on that plan, then this program is going to be exactly for you. I've been working on it for a very long time. I've had a lot of my own one-to-one high-ticket female clients running it over the last 12 months and there's been great results inside of it. My wife's been running it over the last three months. She's really enjoyed it. She's seen great progress from it. And then as well, all of my other clients, a lot of my other female clients have been running it over the last 12 months and I've been tweaking it as we've been going through it and whatnot, just to make sure that it's just right. Everything's set up just how it should to create the result that you are looking for so that you're 100% satisfied with it. So the first link down below, if you guys want, will be linked to FFD, Fit Functional and Defined. Um, You can go down and purchase that if you want to. You'll be able to download it. You'll be able to start using it as soon as you want to, as well as I am available to help you with anything that you have throughout the entire program. So if you need to email me a question as you're going through it, if you get it and you look through it and you have questions on anything, you can shoot me emails and I'm here to answer all of those emails for you and help you so that you are 100% clear on what to do and how to perform anything inside of it that you may have questions on or be wondering about too. So it's not like you just get it and you're left to the wolves. If you have questions or anything, I'm here to help with it. But everything is 
very detailed inside. It's all explained for you so that you literally have the blueprint. You just need to go into the gym and start following the blueprint to create the exact result that you want in terms of building some muscle, losing some fat to create that defined and toned look that I know that you're wanting. So I appreciate you guys for listening to today's episode. Like I said, if you want that program, it is linked down below. You can go right down there and snatch it up and start using it as soon as you want to. And if not, that's 100% okay too. You just need to make sure that inside of your programming, you want to be paying attention to all seven of these points. You need to be paying attention to your exercise selection. You need to be paying attention to your volume. You need to be paying attention to your intensity. You need to be paying attention to your frequency. You need to make sure you have progression systems in place. You need to pay attention to your cardio and make sure that you're switching, switching it up and being smart and making sure that you're paying more attention to your strength than your cardio. And you make sure you're periodizing all of this in the way that it needs to be periodized to help you get to the actual goal that you are wanting. So I really do appreciate you guys. If you found value in this episode, you think it'd be helpful for somebody else, take a screenshot of it, put it on your IG story, tag me in it, and I'll repost it and send you a message for personally thanking you. Or just send this to somebody that you know that you know could benefit from this. If you know somebody that's new into training or has been doing it for a little while and is frustrated, send them this episode and it will greatly help them inside of their training so that they can quit wasting time and get to exactly where they're trying to go to. So if you have any questions on the program before you purchase it, you're always more than welcome to reach out and let me know in terms of that as well. I'm happy to to get back with you and answer any questions that you might have. All of you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.